This is the Talkin' Cowboys Break, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. What's up? Happy Friday. Welcome to an NFL Draft edition of the Talkin' Cowboys Break. We got one pick down, nine picks currently left to go over the next two days. Rob Phillips inside the SWBC Morgan Studio, joined by Nick Eatman, Mickey Spagnola. Breaking down day one, looking ahead to day two. How about it, fellas? Leighton. Leighton Vander Esch. Vander Esch He's, from Boise like State. We need a nickname. That's what I felt like like watching, uh, was it that movie, uh, Bull Durham, when he was like, Ebby Calvin Lelouch, like you need a nickname, like Leighton Vander Esch. I think they're they're calling him Van Esch or Van Esch or something like that. Van Esch, like dropping the ER from it. Yeah, just I mean, just I'm talking about the people in the war room that have been discussing him for the oh. last months. <laughs> um, and they have been. They have this been. Is a guy they've had their eye on for a while. Yep, I can't sit here and say. I mean, I've been saying for a couple of weeks that he's not a guy that really excites me. So he doesn't. You know, he didn't play last night, so he can't change. <laughs> but uh, you know. We'll see how it is. I mean, they they had him rated high. They, you know, as I wrote last night, this comes down to this was what their biggest need was. And you can say all you want, take best available player. Maybe they did. They'll probably tell you they did, but they definitely took their best available need. And their need was linebacker. Their depth wasn't there. Uh, They didn't cover themselves as much as they did other positions in free agency. And so they had a guy there, and they they took him. Mick, thoughts on Leighton Vanderesh, the 19th pick. Last night in round one of the draft, all I, all Cowboys. I, yeah, all I know is that's who they basically had penciled before this even started, and there was some concern that somebody was going to jump them and grab them, um, and the fact that they were able to sit tight, give up no more draft resources to get the guy that they pegged. Uh, I said, well, okay, you can't ask for any more. If you did all the evaluation and that's the guy you wanted. At number two, I thought they showed great restraint. With all the trading that was going on, Mm -hmm. with all the guys that were falling, I kind of compared it to, you know how you go to the grocery store and and you got a shopping list? This is what I'm going to buy. And then you see this display of something over there. Mm -hmm. and You go, oh, yeah, I, I want one of those. And then, oh, I want one of those. And then you overbuy. And I thought that's what was going to happen. Depends if you're hungry, when, too. Yeah, don't go hungry. Right? Well, they might have been that, hungry right. for a that's safety. The thing. They you might have been know. hungry, yeah. You know, and here comes Derwin James. Dude, and, when he started falling, it was like, okay, they're right. You, you just knew they were going to do it. At and Edmonds, I, yeah. and, you know, they had their choice of wide receivers, but they said, this was our plan, and let's execute it. And they did. Yeah. So if nothing else, they didn't spend any extra resources to get what they wanted to get. Stephen Jones said they wound up their final evaluations. They had about 15 first-round grades yeah. on guys. And it very well could be that Van Der Esch was a higher grade than Derwin James. Otherwise, you don't, you'd move up for a guy if my, you felt like he was really high on your board. My understanding, just people we talked to in, in the building, is that he was. He was a higher-rated player than Derwin James. They weren't really thinking of trading up for him. But if somebody took... Van Der Esch before them and James was there I definitely think they would have taken him but you know and I've said it a bunch of times I think they have a plan here at safety I really do and I think that there's something that they're there they've been looking into and we all know what it is and you know if it's going to happen it could happen today and, and, and then acquiring a veteran safety I got two fourth round picks I'm willing to give up that's why I said they currently have nine picks available. At the very least, they can use them as ammo to move up, move you, you around. You trade them both in the fourth? Yeah, that would be my starting spot. Now, I might have to do better, Third, yeah. but is is anybody else bidding against me right well, now? Well, there's a story that just came out like a few minutes ago that Seattle said they have fielded at least two offers, but... Of course they're going to say that. Right. That guy's not, you know, this isn't the guy from draft day that was, that's never done it before. I mean, this guy's like, yeah, we've got more than one people. I mean, Bonte Mack, no matter what. Right. I mean, Steven's not going to bid against himself. Yeah, we've got another offer. Sweeten the deal. And maybe they do. And I mean, fine for another offer. But then what's my, what's my contract offer too? Yeah. Because that's first and foremost. But, but does Seattle care about that? 
No, they don't, they but don't I care. do. They yeah, right. And my value what I'm going to give up right. to spend that is going to affect how much I'm willing to give you. What and, about And 50? what are they going to do? What are they going to do if if yeah. if no one else offers them anything? Yeah. Okay, he's yours. Go ahead. What about number 50? No, I wouldn't do it. Well, and we can get to that a little bit later in our podcast here. Names of guys that are still on the board in mm-hmm. day two. I've got a pretty good list of guys. Some guys that everybody thought would be a first-round pick. I like them. I like the list. They're still out there. Is there 18 guys you like, though? I don't have 18 guys. But I've it's, got – but again, like – It won't be the 18. They, yeah. can, they can move up. They have they have nine draft picks, and those compensatory yeah. picks now are tradable. It's so the Marcus Lawrence-type scenario of trading It's higher. possible. If there's a guy they really like. I know we're going to get to Van Der Esch, but I feel like we're kind of we're kind of there for those. You want to go there? You got 18? How about, no, how I about, don't. How about six? Because there's six or seven. I've, that, got, I've got six on my list right really? here. Yeah. Let's go. Let's hit them. I bet G- I can name them. Go, go, name it. Well, let's, let's start making. I, I'm going to go with uh, Cortland Sutton. I, I yes. know they like him. From There's one. SMU. All right. Yep. Uh, DJ Chark. Oh, I didn't Chark. have him on there. That's another one. Yeah, yeah. I do like him. I got one more receiver on there. Uh, James Washington. Mm-hmm. He's probably a third. I don't know. You think? Maybe. maybe. But, but you like him. That's good. You do like him. You're He's right. He's one of the top guys okay. left at that position. Will Hernandez. Yes. A lot of people thought he might be gone by the teens last night. Connor Williams. I, There's another one. He, yeah. Tackle from Texas. Iowa. James guard, Daniels James guard. Daniel. Yes. Okay. And then and then maybe the best one on the whole thing is Harold Landry. Yes. Is he on your list? Yes. Defensive end, Boston College. There's a report from NFL Network this morning that he may have some medical stuff that's causing him to slide. Uh-huh. He had an ankle injury last year, I believe. Uh, they, they heal. It was a high <laughs> ankle, and he would be fine if you, that's the injury. You check him out. I need. Did you do a CT scan combo? No, I've got my list upstairs and I didn't bring it, but okay. he was on it. That he that he was going to be somebody's going to take a look at him. He was a one of the thirty visits, right? I believe so. Yes, I think he was the one that we were a little surprised about when he came in. That's another um, guy that you thought, oh, 19, early yeah. 20s. You know what? I thought I, th- but I got, he would have gotten some consideration. Yeah, I think if Vanderesh wasn't there, um, just because hey. You never have enough of those, right? But I, you know what? There's some other names that don't really help the Cowboys. I got one more, guys. I don't have him. But I, I just run he, back. But he's a guy that you want to you want to get involved there. He's he's a guy. That yeah, can get somebody off the needs board. to take him. He's a stud. Dallas Godair, tight end. That's, that's where I was going to go. I don't have tight ends on this list. Why not? I love second round tight ends, and Witten <laughs> loves them too. Because we've had that argument. <laughs> we had that argument three days ago. Airport. Like, hey, come on, yeah, Dallas. Yeah, enjoy the bench. Um, <laughs> here's the bench. Here's Keith O'Quinn, special teams coach. Get to know him. <laughs> here's the phone number for Marty B. Anthony Fasano. This is how it works. Um, Look how well he's taking care of Swaim and Hannah. They like they love him, but Hannah he doesn't quit. come off the field. Hannah quit. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's your name? Who's your other name? Uh, Moore, the safety from Southern Miss. Various. Moore. That's, yeah, that's, right. that's fair. Yeah, I think Brian mocked him in his final two cent in the second round. So, I mean, if you're Which, looking at safeties in the draft, Brian got the Vanderesh. He did. Dave and I got the the position right. We went with Rashawn Evans. You went with a guy who went really early. I whiffed. No, you did. Hey, Saints loved him. <laughs> Saints Port. loved him enough to give up their sec- their next uh, you have? first rounder. I put Davenport, but I oh. in the little summary I did write. I really think this is going to be Vanderesh, but I'm going to go with Davenport because I I kind of wanted a different looking guy on our picture. Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. have some variety on there. You know what they they liked him. Yeah, they did. They, they liked him. They thought, but they didn't think he'd last. Which what, the thing about Davenport and the fact that he's a good speed rusher that you know can't get enough of him. Makes me think, is Harold Landry a guy that they're like, wait a second, Mm -hmm. we didn't think he'd be around. But now it's comparing him to what do you have the choice of wide receiver now? Like who's going to be there when I get to the third round? You you probably talked to some people, you know, in the last few days and stuff, but I was told that if they don't get a a speed receiver in in this day, like after this third round, that is going to be really, yeah. really tough. And I no mean, one's like, going to come in and make a significant difference yeah, after after this. that. Like this is it. Like they they're almost pigeonholed into it. So and I guess we should talk about that, by the way, because I think a lot of people, especially at the stadium, after Drew and Michael got them all fired up about taking the next eighty eight, 
what they thought about wide receivers. And obviously, they had their choice. They had them. And, and they didn't think enough of those guys to take in the first round. So to me, their evaluation of those two guys, Ridley and Moore, compared to what you can get in the second round, mm -hmm. the talent gap wasn't great enough to use that first-round pick. It's a little like... 2004. Is that what you're going to say? Uh, no, I was going to uh, say last year, actually. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, Taco. You know, Taco, yeah, yeah. you take your pass rusher in the first round. Right. A guy that you think has a high ceiling, kind of like Van Der Esch, because you think the talent pool at DB is a lot deeper than it is at pass rusher. That was the case last year. And then you look at it this year and say, okay, we can get our receiver in the second round, maybe. Right. Third round, even. Yeah. And, and now that's he, exactly it. Now they were asked that question. They said, no, we just love him. They love him. They have. Yeah. But you always got to look ahead, too. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, this, I said but you don't want to tip your hand. Yeah. I said 2004. I just remember running backs, right? When it was Steven yeah. Jackson. And, and, you know, hindsight's 2020, Steven Jackson, they probably should have should have done that. But they were a little scared of injury concerns. They had they they even liked Kevin Jones and Chris Perry. But they, they thought, man, these second-round backs, Julius Jones, Tatum Bell, you know, we can get somebody like that. And I think this is a scenario where they think, of, you know what, DJ Chark, James Washington, Michael Gallup, Christian Kirk, maybe that you know they can get some guys in the second, you know, or third round. But I think Kirk is too high at fifty. I don't think they'll do it at fifty, but I think they would. They would love if he was there after that. Guy's going to play ten, twelve years in this. And league. Sutton, you're going to have to move up for, aren't you? Yeah, I would think you got to wait what eighteen spots. Doesn't it seem like when when there's a guy like everyone's talking about, like man, I can't believe Hernandez and Landry and Sutton like tonight just. 33, 34, 35. I mean, like, before right. before you've even eaten the second, you know, ribs, you know, from the barbecue, it's like, oh, okay, well, that guy's off the board. Cross him off. <laughs> Cross him you guys off had the... ribs? Yeah, what you have? Yes. How was the some, draft yeah, experience let's talk about the draft. Some sort of chicken, and then there was some sort of beef roast. It was actually pretty good. It wasn't like rib roast, but it was it was pretty okay, good. Okay, so when's the last time that you were not at the facility for a first round in Cowboys draft? 1984. Because oh. I wasn't here yet. Okay. <laughs> that was it. 1984. I always the, I've always watched the draft on television. Wow, how uh, was it working? You know what? It was it was pretty neat, uh, and I don't know if "neat" is a good enough adjective to use. Uh, it was actually awesome. If you were sitting in the stands, I think you would have felt like you were inside the draft because they made it. Obviously, you're in a stadium, hundred thousand, right? But they made it kind of intimate by making it smaller. Mm -hmm and bringing the stage kind of to that east end uh, towards the end zone, and then packing the, the bottom, the, the floor in front of the stage with people, each team. Bands. Like 32, 32 teams with 50 each in their section. That was awesome. So how much? That's like 100,000 yeah, or whatever it is. Different little delegations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that cool. was neat. And those people came dressed for success. Like the people from yeah, you knew exactly that they were Colts fans. Tampa Bay, they were they were all in costume. It was Eye patches, amazing. yeah. I mean, it, it was great. Nice. Uh, and so, and they had the cowboy delegation front and center, right by the steps there. By the way, yeah. that came down from the stage, so that was neat. Um, it it was a half hour before the draft started, and I was looking around, going, "Oh man, they, they, they've thrown a big party, and not everybody's coming, right?" Well, they were all outside, and by time. They got on the start. The place was full. the The seating area, the standing room was full. Where they had the radio row was above the first section. They built a like a little uh, auxiliary press box there, and then the next section up was where all the writers were. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was good. I I, I was shocked that they had it done in time because when I was there. 12 hours or 24 hours early, there was a lot of work to do. The video boards were superb. They broke them into so many different things. They built some extra ones on the stage. So you could see the guy's bio every time. You can keep track of who had been drafted so far. And uh, also, they had a picture of what was going on on the stage so the people from afar could see all that. So there was like three or four different things going on. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought it was 
It was wonderful. We, we took a peek at it on Monday before the Charlotte's press conference, and it didn't look like there was a bad seat in the house just yeah. from the vantage point walking around. Yeah, because the, the seats probably started at about the five-yard line yeah. and went around the bowl to the other five. Yeah. Um, and the people were into it. I mean, they were they were into it. Uh, they were into Roger Goodell, too, by the way. Yeah, that was a good strategy move in theory to try to – Flank him with Roger Staubach and Jason Witten and, you know. Troy. As soon as he started talking, though, you know. Yeah, and the part but you I know, know every commissioner gets booed I like know, that. I know, I know, but it's, not. Every sport, it seems that way. But not by 30,000 yeah, people. Yeah, I know, I know. And, and, kind of the, and the funny thing was, Roman Reigns I was thinking Kent. he knew this was going to happen, so is he going to go Drew Pearson on him, right? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fire back, right? He tried, and I didn't hear it because I, w- I didn't have my headsets on when he said, can't believe you guys are booing the Cowboys. Right, and it's like I, did, I didn't hear tall. that till last night when I kind of got home and uh, NFL Network was replaying. The, can you imagine replaying the draft at about 1230 at night? No. Like who's watching? Not. All right. Let's so get- anyway, it was it was it was it was great. The people I talked to that were there, they loved it. And the NFL experience was packed when the draft started. So the people that were in there, there was a lot more outside. All right, good stuff. And we'll be back for day two. We'll be back in a moment, continue breaking down uh, what happened last night, Cowboys' first pick. And, hey, looking ahead, get reaction from you guys as well next. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice-cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. <laughs> so stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Families and fans of all ages are invited to step into the NFL Draft Experience presented by Oikos Triple Zero. This free football celebration features player appearances, photo opportunities with the Lombardi Trophy, and more, all taking place at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, April 26th through 28th. Plus, more fans than ever before will get the chance to be inside the theater to see selections made live. Register now at NFL.com slash FanMobilePass and check in at NFL Draft Experience to be part of the action. This is the Talkin' Cowboys Break, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Welcome back inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio. Rob Phillips, Nick Eatman, Mickey Spagnola breaking down day one of the NFL Draft. Leighton Vander Esch is your first round pick. We've been looking ahead to day two as well. We'll continue to do that for the next few minutes before we... Uh, Dive back into draft stuff. Van Der Esch expected to fly in today via La- helicopter. Landing at 1.30. Landing at 1.30. He'll meet with the media here in Dallas as well. And Nick, I mean, hey, this this draft weekend doesn't I mean, have any shortage a, of news. He has a good chance of being trumped big time. <laughs> um, obviously, you know, and you guys are probably seeing some of the same reports. We, it just kind of came across to us that 
there's reports that Jason Witten is planning on retiring. We'll see. We don't know much about it right now. Um, no official Chris word from Mortensen the team from ESPN. Uh, yeah, he's, you know he's he's a, as a veteran and established in this business as they get. So he's uh, what, what's the report saying? He's going to planning on meeting with Jerry Jones. This is all again all all that we know now. We were talking about it in the break. Some of the things, the way he's answered these questions makes this seem like it's not so surprising. Well, I wouldn't say that. I would. There was a couple weeks ago, there was a team event here honoring Emmett Smith. He, he spoke at it and was asked again, hey, there's reports about TV being interested in you, maybe auditioning right. for gigs when you're done. What do you think? And he said, I think he said something along the lines of, I'm planning to play football this year. That's my plan. And... And he did go on to say, I want to play till I'm 40 if I can or something like that. So he came away from it thinking, okay, that's kind of in line with what he said before. Um, maybe looking back, it's not super concrete, that answer. But again, hey, nothing's official from the Cowboys side. You know what? When I, I, I've seen him answer the question. Well, I asked him once walking down the hallway, jokingly. It's like, oh, so TV job, huh? He goes, yeah, that's getting around, isn't it? And I said, yeah, it is. He goes, yeah, okay. Just like that. And then when he answered it the last time, what would he have been available for? Not not that. Not the Emmett Smith thing? It was the Albertsons Emmett Smith No, just deal. the other day, The right? other day. Yeah, he was over here for doing oh, that right. thing. And yep. he said, yeah, I'm playing. And he didn't say it with a lot of conviction. Like, he didn't expound on it. It was just flat, yeah, I'm playing. And I was like, and I, I just kind of thought to myself, hmm. But I just you know, blew it off. Something... It just doesn't seem right because of the way he's been with this team, with this franchise, to to do that now when you're you're already past free agency, really, and you're you know you're here in the draft, and I mean, and to leave him I, to leave him just basically, to leave him like that, yeah. unless there was some kind of injury or something that we didn't know about, you know. Which again, reports. Adam Schefter just tweeted, reports are there may be an opportunity in the Monday night booth. So we'll see. You know, we're on the air right now. We'll try to get to the bottom of it, obviously. There's some other things going on with the draft as well. Maybe he uh, maybe saw, saw last night after he attended the draft how cool our jobs are. <laughs> but I hear you. I mean, I, you know. Uh, got Dallas Godare on that list. I was going to say, hey, you still got time to make a second round pick. You Only know? one tight end went, right? Uh, Hurst? Yeah, Hurst. South Dakota State tight end is still there. Oklahoma. Yeah. Oklahoma, Andrews, he's there. Uh, North, South, not Notre Dame. What's the guy's? Um, but Again, people in the building like Blake Jarwin a lot, guy that they uh, signed off the practice squad to prevent, I believe it was Philly, from poaching him. So, uh, But, again, I mean, you know, at some point, there's been talk about trying to find his successor down the line anyway. So G we'll, we'll Gusecki, see what happens. Gusecki? Yeah, yeah, Penn State, Penn State yeah. tied in. So that's where we are right now. Um, interesting. Never, no, it, it's never yeah. dull, is it? it no! <laughs> why Why would we want it any other way? Yeah. All right, well, we'll, uh, we'll continue to monitor that and uh, try to get an update for you as well. Any thoughts on day two, or do you guys want to chat about uh, Leighton Vander Esch's Potential role on this football team? Well, I think where he, he might could, go at linebacker. He might play tight end. I mean, he's six five, <laughs> and he could. You know what? He probably could do it too. He was a high school quarterback, even though it was eight man football. Yeah. You know, hey, he, he can't. What's the phone number, by the way, in case we want to get a call from? Eight 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 five five two two nine seven. All right, there it is. Thank you. Sorry, oh, we went back old school. Old huh? school, yeah. Number. Um, one thing you know he said about the eight eight man football, which I thought was interesting, was just the fact that. When you're playing that, you get pretty good at, at, at open field tackles. Everything is an open field tackle. So, so when they play eight man, they play in a regulation size foot I, field. Uh, you think? They, they, I've seen it. They, they actually, I've seen it at the stadium. They, it's not, it's not the same size. Like when they play six man, it can't be. That no, big, it's not right? the same size. The width isn't the same. But I mean, still, it's everything's just wide open there. And uh, you know, I, it, it made him, I guess, a sound tackler. And, and that's one thing about that they really like is that he's a, a pass defender. You know, he's a guy that they can, they can cover the tight ends, which is something they really need. So, um, the, I, I, the, just think, go ahead. I just think that 
um, he's so athletic, and they need that at that linebacker position. Yeah. And stop me. I've I've done like three things already this morning, so I can't remember where I've said it. But what their thoughts were on him was, if we draft Vander Esch, we'll have three guys to do two jobs. Yes. And the two jobs are middle linebacker and weak side linebacker. But part of that middle linebacker job is to play on the nickel. Mm -hmm. And so... I don't think this is like a uh, a strike against Jalen Smith and where he's at. I think it's a, all right, let's let Jalen do what he does best, first and second down, and this guy can help us on the weak side if Sean Lee gets hurt, and he can help us on our nickel defense. So uh, I think the versatility is, is what they really liked about him. Well, I think – Let's just flip gears here a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let's do that. Um, it sounds like this is happening. It sounds like Jason Witten is going to retire. Mm. Um, it's not what we expected to talk about today. No, but hey, uh, we got we got breaking news. Yeah, breaking uh, live. I love it. I, you know, Chris Mortensen, he's he's on it, and you know, ESPN and uh, uh, Todd Archer, Dallas. Morning, I mean, I'm sorry, ESPN uh, Dallas, and uh, you know, he's he's close with Witten, and uh, you know, th- these people are they they know what, what's going on there, and and um, you know, I I talked with Witten just a few days ago. I just I didn't didn't get the sense that that was happening. We we did as well. But sounds like there might be some other opportunities for for him. You know, and, and just kind of like with Romo. I mean, can you still play? Yes, but is an opportunity here to, to to do something else. So, um, from what we know right now, the Cowboys are not reporting anything. Yeah. The Cowboys haven't. But just from the reports that we're, that we're hearing, the stuff that I, I've kind of talked to a few people, it sounds like there's a lot of truth to this. And it looks like Jason Witten is going to be hanging him up. Well, if you remember last week. Can I I throw something real quick? Yeah. Yeah. April 27th. That's today, right? 15 years ago is when they they drafted him. April 27th. No way. Get out of here. Yes. 2003. April 27th. Wow. What made you think of that? Well, yesterday we were looking it up. We were looking up <laughs> m- moments in April 20, you know, 26, and I looked up and I saw, well, they drafted Terrence Newman. Okay, that's pretty good for Parcells' first pick. But April 27th, they actually asked, oh, social media, get it ready, 15 years to the day. Yeah. Oh. You could change the copy. And you guys thought I was crazy last week when I said they need to take a tight end. Hey, as long as he's here. Take two now. Yeah. <laughs> There was a there was a reason why, right? Even it was in his head. Well, I'm sure he didn't wake up this morning and go, "Okay, I'm out." Maybe, maybe not. Or maybe he got on the set of one of the networks last night and said, "Oh, this is I like this. Cool. I like this." Well, if if this is the case, and again, it's not official. Uh, it's a Hall of Fame career that would be coming to a close for sure, and uh, instantly a Ring of Honor member, I would think. First ballot, if there is such a thing. So does this um, change your mind about taking a second-round tight end? Yeah. I think it instantly becomes a top two, three need on this football team right now. Wide receiver or tight end? Yeah. Safety, oh. potentially. Safety's down the line now. Yeah. Because he's, you know, he's been kind of that safety blanket for Dak. We knew he was for Romo for a long time. Um but, yeah, I mean, it, I guess it depends on how much they really like the guys they have on the roster right now. Could you wait a round or two? But you got to look at it at some point, I would think, pretty quickly yeah. if, indeed, this goes down. Yeah, I mean, when you're, when you're looking at you looking at the tight end position of kind of what they have, I mean, obviously, and, and Hannah reti- retired as well. Um, so did Martellus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you're looking at, at Jarwin. Um, not in this order. Swain, Swain, Jarwin, Jarwin and Rico. Who knows about Rico? Rico. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you need some, you need some help in here, and and you know, I I think you need some some veteran help. Um, uh, you know, a free agent or type type guy that that's out there. Um, if 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 he's there, I mean, I, I know Swain's got three years now, and but I still think that you know they need somebody that that's kind of done it and played them. You know, kind of a complete tight end. I don't know if, if there's any complete tight ends really up there. Maybe go dare. Mm-hmm. But he's a small school guy. So Well, you found Witten in the third round, right? Right. And he was a day one starter? 
Although Dan Campbell yeah. was here, right? Yeah. I mean, You're looking at third round then. Well, second, you, second or third, yeah. but they were looking at him in the second round. Yeah, same thing happened. The same thing happened. We we talked about. They That's thought right. there was more depth at tight end than there was at center, so they took the center, Al Johnson, and they hoped they could get Witten in his third round, and they did. How many tight ends were on this thirty visits list? My question is with the timing. Is I know Mick. Now you're saying, oh well, this has been in the plans, but I mean, were they planning on this truly happening? Or in the back of their mind, they think, ah, he'll be back one more year. I don't. I didn't hear anything from anybody that was suspecting this to happen. Yeah. So because we've been talking like, hey, plan is for him to come back. He's going to play ninety plus percent of the snaps like he always does, and then kind of take it a year by year approach. Um, so yeah, I mean, naturally, I think this might change your draft strategy. Um, pending official news. Well, you know, you, you we talked about it. A lot of times about okay, who you have to play a game tomorrow? You know, like if you had to play, what could you play with? What could you do? You have enough linebackers to get this thing done? Not really, but you know, safety with Byron Jones if he's moving, which he is. You know, and you got to get a safety in here. Receiver, I think you'd be okay. Left guard, but now tight end, tight end changes things dramatically. Yeah, and now all of a sudden, you, that's like an extra need where we've been talking about, oh, you got these picks, you can use them to move around, whatever. Yeah. I mean, now more needs come into focus. We just named that tight end. Um, you mentioned guard or tackle, you know, kind of depending on what you want to do with Lyle Collins, I think. Yeah. Like wherever he goes, you could take yeah, the open spot the yeah. and draft a guy. Um, can never have enough pass rushers. I mentioned safety, wide receiver. I mean, this team's got some some needs. I think running back, running, uh, yeah, quarterback. Mm. Well, not now. You could live without drafting one, but well, you need a third. You need you need a couple arms for training camp at the very least. Yeah. So we'll see. Hey, uh, why don't we take a phone call, fellas? Yeah. Kent, who we got on the line, sir? We got Brian in Texas. Hey, Brian. What's up, Brian? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. Hey, quick point. Um, I was watching the draft last night with my brother, and uh, I'm banging on the table for Derwin James, just sliding all the way down. And, uh, of course, we don't make any moves. We get Leighton Van Der Esch. And uh, while I'm I'm high on him, I think he's a really good linebacker, I wasn't thrilled. Um, but, you know, Will McClay and, and all the guys up there, they've kind of earned my trust on that. So I'm going to give it to him. I think that linebacker is definitely a need. And, uh, you know, <laughs> It's funny, the reason I called in was to talk about a trade-up scenario for one of the guards available. But what do you guys think about reaching out to somebody to look at Dallas Goddard, yeah. the tight end out of South Dakota? Yeah, yeah Nick mentioned him. That guy's a tremendous athlete, pass-catching tight end who could stretch the field, right? Probably yeah. the best guy left. Yeah, he is, he would be. Well, I, I, don't, I think he's up there, you know, as far as what the Cowboys like. I don't know if he's if everybody else feels the same way because there's some other name, uh, Gasecki. Mm-hmm. But I think, and, and maybe I'm not even saying his name right. I think the yeah. guy's right. Goddard, I think, is what how he said it, which yep. is right. I was saying go there. Uh, yeah, I think I think that would be. It 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 comes to a higher priority now. You know, remember you remember talking to him at the Senior Bowl, Nick? Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, well, Jason Witten's on his way out, so I'll just come in there." And, he did say and that. We were, we were all like, oh, "Okay, yeah, he, right." He was jo- he was joking around. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah that would be very ironic if we ended up. <laughs> That's right, Goddard. You'll find that sound that. bite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> about that. And we we're like, I like this guy. You know, he's got a little got a little spunk to him. You his know? name's Dallas too. Yeah. Oh That's man. Right. Well, I mean, what about Andrews? Mark Andrews. He is a classic pass catching tight end, right? I don't know if he does anything else like super well, but boy, he you let Swain do that. He was uh, he was the number one overall picks top guy at Oklahoma for sure. Hmm. Another guy I kind of liked, just reading up on him, watching a little bit of him, is Ian Thomas from Indiana, hmm. just because he can do a lot of different things, H back, inline, all that kind of stuff. And, and in this system, I mean, Witten tells us about that all the time. I mean, yeah. you got to be able to do a lot of things in this offense if you're a tight end. Yeah. So he's done a lot of that. You know, and, and a lot of things that they do in this offense, it's not necessarily that Witten does those things. It's that it's that he can do them. I mean, like the offense is, is based off of what Witten has been able to do for so long. And I think that you could probably branch out a little bit, you know, and, and Witten, he, you play to his strength. He is a good blocker, um, good pass catcher, great route runner. 
Um, but I think you would kind of, you need to go with what you what you have. And if you have a player that you could draft that's kind of a, a pass catching tight end, then you can kind of do things a little bit differently. I mean, there there's some great teams out there that are figuring out ways to get their tight ends involved that can go down the field and make plays, and they also could run the football still. So I think there's just different ways to do it. Is what my point is there. You don't have to find a Witten. Witten yeah. kind of fit the mold right. for what they wanted to do. To yeah. find the guy and play to his strengths. Yeah, and, and see if he can do it getting... for 15 years and never miss a game, and mm-hmm. then be like an all-world guy off the field as well. Like, do, get that guy. Mm-hmm. Is he there? Is he in that book? I think Bates. In, <laughs> I think Bates and Too Tall strong-armed him. Oh, you think so? Yeah, you're not, you're you're not, not getting, breaking you're not getting, my record. You're not getting the 16th year. <laughs> You th- I mean, I wow. Hey, can if, I go this, back it, to? Hang on one second. Right. If this goes down, I, I'm and very. There was a subtitle up there that said "pending talking to Jerry." Yeah, Jones. Um, if this happens and does Kinda become like official, Des, gotta go talk to Jerry. There you yeah. go. Yeah. There you go. That was a 20 minute conversation. If if this does become official, I'm I'm curious of did he decide? Look, I've got to make a decision, and and hey, they still got time in the draft to address this. You know, so I I shouldn't put this off any longer. I'm just I'm I'm curious to to know what the timing is, uh, if indeed this goes down, Mick. Maybe maybe somebody made him an offer last night. Coming off the stage last night? Yeah. Hey, you never. I mean, you, <laughs> you never, never know. know. ESPN does have a presence at AT and T Stadium. Was that his way of kind of telling the fans too? He walks out there with two retired players. And... <laughs> no, they know. were two. Man of the Year players. Oh, that's, okay. That's, Come that's, on, that's kids. Good I forgot about that. You're right. They were uh, boo insurance, which didn't, yeah, it didn't, didn't, it didn't help. Whatever it premium didn't they paid on it, it didn't, it didn't work. work. It didn't help. What were you going to? What were you going to say? No, he he mentioned he wasn't happy about uh, Vander Esch because Derwin James was in reach. Now, that probably would have cost you your third. Uh. To go to like let's say seventeen or sixteen, but to get you know, ahead of them. But I remember when as it was going down. I mean, San Diego, I think lost Trey Boston their safety. I, I don't think he's. Mm-hmm. I don't think they re- resigned him. Um, and you know, Seattle's thinking about losing their safety. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, you got to. This is where it could go. I mean, and and I, I bring up the Witten story again. 49ers called and said, well, "Hey, we want this spot number sixty nine overall." And and the Dallas and the Cowboys were like, "Well, maybe who are you trying to take?" And like, "We want Jason Witten." Like, "Well, so do we." Thank you. And you know, and that was the right. history. And so the Cowboys, you know, might have looked into it, and, and they just didn't get high enough there. Uh, but but I don't think they did. I, I think that they 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 valued uh, the need and the player better for Van Der Esch. See, and that's what I was going to say about. What he he was disappointed, and I said this earlier today. So, be, when the Cowboys only went nine and seven, did you sit there and go, "God, if we just had a free safety, we would have gone eleven and five. I just don't know that safeties, unless they're Darren Woodson, make that big a difference. They help if you have a good one, but to go to that trouble to get one. I think the linebacker can have a bigger impact on what takes place. You know, if you would have gone eight and eight, they probably would have gotten Derwin James. <laughs> <laughs> or you at least had to make that decision, right? If they don't. Or they you don't. might have been able to go up and get Vita Vaya, who they really wanted. Yeah, yeah. he's the one guy that if he was there at nineteen, I think that, that yeah. guy was probably oh, the they, pick. They they would have moved yeah. for him. Uh, but I they would have interesting. Moved, yes, right. Jerry did say something interesting in the walk-off last night that Van Der Esch is the type of guy, and he kept going back to Rolando McLean. I know. And and Erlocker's another comparison. That name's come up twice. Not directly, but a big linebacker. And Jerry said that he didn't mention Vea by name, but he said when you've got a big linebacker who doesn't have to be covered up as much in the middle, mm-hmm. that helps you avoid having to that big sloppy nose tackle. That's got to be 360 pounds to help you in the run defense. So this guy can maybe help you in a couple different ways because of how big he is. He can run, he can cover, he can do all that stuff. So, or you could just be like the 2000 Ravens and just have both Saragusa and Ray Lewis. And, and and I thought about the bears first. Now the bears, I think had a, I think Singletary was a guy that, you know, it was undersized. Mm-hmm. But they had some beef up up the front there. So now I think when people see him, they're not going to think he's that big. Like he's tall. Yeah. 
but he's kind of slender. Is he? Uh, I was sort of surprised that his, when his I was neck isn't what? No, no, he's got a huge neck. Which, by the way, they checked out the neck and it checked out okay. Yeah. So all this stuff that came up about his neck injury or whatever, uh, I think it was a tad exaggerated. But when they introduced those guys at that play football clinic on Tuesday, and it was like, well, which one is the linebacker? Because I thought he was a tight end. That he's kind of built like a tight end. Uh, a slender tight end, pass-catching tight end. So uh, he's got room to put on some muscle. He's not a finished product physically. I can tell you that right now. And I think when people actually see him, they're going to think, gosh, that doesn't look like Brian Erlacher. But if he can move like Erlacher, then it's a different story. You know, and you just said, okay, how important is safety, right? The, the position that jumps out to me, at least on defense, is linebacker. And what happens when Sean Lee's not in the football game? He missed most of four games last year, and it's a little bit different with him because he's he's like your quarterback of your defense. But this is in some move, in some ways an insurance move. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. hey, look, Jalen Smith has has overcome a major career threatening injury. Sean Lee has missed time in his career. Hitchens is gone. I mean, you've got to have you've got to have heavy numbers at linebacker every year. There's five linebackers on this team, not counting some practice squad guy five linebackers that's it still or well not counting vander now six yeah so who who so you got your three projected starters heading into the draft right sean jalen damian joe thomas and there was another guy that they picked up as a futures and then there's a practice squad guy that didn't hasn't played in the league so they they don't have any need linebackers yeah and, well, and he sure needed something behind Jalen. The guy with like four names. But yeah, he's still around. March Lillard. Yeah, that was the other he's, guy I was I think thinking of. A, yeah, as if March guy. Lillard, Thomas, and the three starters. Back of this. There you go. Back let's, of this has, has rosters. Let's take our final break. Come back, wrap Thought this we up. we weren't going to be able to have enough to talk about. Well, for we've, an got, hour, we've, huh? we've got enough to keep going, and we can. Uh, we can take your phone calls as well. 888-855-2297 is the number. We've got draft. We've got potential breaking news involving a Hall of Fame tight end. We'll get to all that again next when we come back. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit getjackblack.com slash cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. This is the Talkin' Cowboys Break, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Well, you knew if they were holding the NFL draft in North Texas in AT&T Stadium, you knew they would do it up big, right? Big first night. We got one draft pick done. We got a couple more potentially tonight, second and third round, depending on what the Cowboys do with their picks. And we got some potential big breaking news involving one of the greatest players in NFL history, Cowboys history, Jason Witten. 
reportedly may retire from football. Sounds pretty strong. Sounds like it, it is um, going to happen. And, and the fact that, that he kept getting asked about it in the last two or three events that he was he was at kind of kind of makes you wonder, you know, one of those where there's smoke, there's fire type things. I think there's a lot of fire now. Yeah. Um, it sounds like he has uh, decided to hang it up. And it's just interesting of all the things that they're doing, you know, off the – off the field and just just so many events he's still a, a part of. But I guess that being said, Troy was too, Emmett, and just drawback. So he's still a, a Dallas type thing. He just I just didn't get the sense this was happening. Well, and we'll find out the timing. Like I said, I mean, it could be it could be a negotiation affects the timing, or it could be hey, they've had a couple weeks of off season workouts, and maybe he got in there and decided, look, I'm just I'm just not feeling another Let's, year. You know, hold on now. Let's talk about this for a second from this contract standpoint because he restructured his deal, right? They 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 restructured it this off season to free up some cap space. They did. They did. They cut it in half. I and and the narrative with that story was, well, he's obviously not going anywhere. Right. He's helping them out they, to go win games. Right. In and they they added some. I don't. I'm not saying they added years to it, but they pushed. They push some things around now. I don't know, you know, if he if he goes to the retirement list. I mean, that all should hit hit right now. As long as they didn't pay him money, yeah, to cut his salary in half. Did they just take that the the they cut it in half and put the other half in next year's base salary? Maybe all right, but they, but, they could have done that right. But when you but now when you move him to retirement, it all hits your no. But there's no there, there was never any signing bonus in this new contract. Right. Okay. Then that there was, was no guaranteed money in this contract in in the one he's on now. Yeah. yeah. But but his extra his extra years all, all I mean everything's going to come to the front though, right? No, because it's only base salary. When he remember when he yeah. did the extension, it was a four year okay, whatever, so, yeah. and there was no bonus. So what did they save then? I mean, or not what they. So saved. how did they? What did they do with the other just, three and a half million? Yeah, they added it to. I thought they just added, and I have to look because unless they paid him yeah. up front, but I don't think they did. Okay, the, excuse you know, excuse us. Where we're really just. That's kind enough. Of I mean, we're thinking out. We've got to figure out. A, and yeah, it, and yeah. if they did, then it say it was three and a half million that they they they, they turned into roster bonus or yeah. whatever restructure bonus then it would have been spread over three three years yeah so three and a half million divided by three million and a, mm-hmm. a ten or whatever i'm just gonna go out and say that there's more to it than this there's there's something else going on and, and i don't i don't know this i'm not saying anything bad i just mean that there's just more to this story than we we don't know right now i'm not saying there's an injury i don't yeah. know this uh because he's never really been hurt but i i'm there's just something there's more to it than a guy that's kind of gone around and done so many things and talking about next year and, and saying he's playing and and getting his contract you know you know moved around so they can give him some help to do some other things and then to do it right here on the second day of the draft there, there's just more to it and I think we're going to get to the bottom of it hopefully soon if he's not a cowboy next year who's the longest tenured guy in this team all of a sudden the sh- the scope of this roster is a pretty young one. It's been changing for two years. I mean, Orlando Scandrick's LP. Tyron. Yeah, LP. Aside from LP, I mean, like. Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith or or Tyrone Crawford's in that mix, probably. I mean. No, it was Tyron Smith in 2011. 2011. Sean Lee. Sean Lee. Sean Lee was 2010. Yeah. I know nobody from 2009 was here. (laughs) Why is that? Because it was the worst draft in the history of football. (laughs) I mean, the worst draft. You're saying it wasn't quite the Dirty Dozen in was 75? That the, was that the Williams pick? Yeah, I mean, I don't they think... They had 12 any, picks. Nobody's in the league, much uh, less on the Cowboys. Was Wilbur on that roster? No, no. He was in the 2012 with uh, Crawford and all that. Sean Lee would be... And, and yeah, Kent, you're right. I mean, LP's yeah, that's, the longest yep, tenure guy. Right, um, only the second player in the history of the, NFL, uh, in the history of the Cowboys to play 200 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Witten was obviously the first one. So uh, what if they told him they were going to draft a tight end and he said, "I quit." I don't see that. Okay. Why? I don't know. I don't <laughs> I mean, well, because like, because I just draft, threw it out. Go ahead and draft him. He's not playing. <laughs> Stephen Jones <laughs> told us that that Witten every time they've taken one of these guys in the second round, he just he'll come in his office and say, ah, it's another wasted pick. 
Another one out you the know, window. The other night I was watching, I don't even know why, NFL Network was on, and I was watching the Red Zone channel of like week five or something, and the, you know they just bounce around and they show all these games, and the Cowboys are playing the 49ers, and they get down to about the Red Zone. You guys probably remember this play. And Dak throws a perfect pass to Witten in the back corner of the end zone. One hand, because his other hand's getting pulled away. He beats this safety down the field. Perfect pass. One hand catch. Touchdown. And I remember thinking, this was like four nights ago. I remember thinking, until he stops doing that, then he can just continue to play. Like, he can still do that and get open and make plays like that. There's a role for you somehow. You know, I, I know he's... I slowing down a little bit, but still able to make plays like that. And to me, still making a Pro Bowl. Yeah, and to me, his biggest value, Mick may disagree, is red zone. His his ability to just kind of find find space. You know, it doesn't. You don't have to rely that on turnaround. On, clap. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm open. The Throw Dak, it to me. The Dak touchdown in overtime a couple years ago. I mean, that's just clap, and the guy fell down. But I mean, classic where well, you don't have to rely wait. on four five four four speed to get down the field. You know, I think. Me pointing it out to Dak helped him There's there. That, there is that famous don't, screenshot, don't, isn't there? Don't forget that. I was That's letting right. him know about Witten. That's right. <laughs> Dave didn't look happy about that touchdown. Oh. Well, uh, let's let's grab a phone call again. Kent, who we got on the line, sir? We're going overseas to France and our friend Philip. Wow. Hey, Philip. Bonjour à tous. Bonjour. Bonjour. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, <clears throat> I watched the draft show. Uh, the draft. Uh, what's uh, the draft show? Uh, last night, and this is the best way to follow the draft. Um, I'm not afraid playing uh, Jeff Swain, who looks, like, who looks like a young goat written, sitting the age, and or escaping on a route. My question is, what about trying to get uh, a stud a guard like uh, Hernandez early in the second, and what, will, what would be the cost? Thanks for taking my call. Thank Have you. a great day. Go Tigers. Go Cowboys. Go Tigers. Oh, there, he's an LSU guy. He's jumped on the LSU bandwagon. Oh, I thought he was talking about Missouri. Uh, probably not. Uh, Troy. Yeah, could be. Memphis. So, guard. And I know you've said, Mick, not a huge priority in the first couple rounds. I've said all along, the strength of your team is your offensive line. Make sure it's still your strength. I do think... I do think Lyle Collins to guard is a real thing, potentially. I would not be surprised at all if he moves inside. Um, because they like Cameron Fleming, and he is primarily a tackle, and if you do that, then it's not a huge need, at least for 28. Then who's your swing tackle when Tyron Smith gets hurt? Um, Lyle Collins is moving back. So you're going to move, and then who's playing guard? Marcus Martin, who you signed to well, a one-year put, deal as well. Put Marcus Martin there in the first place. Well, let him win the job. Well, let them compete against and, and the draft I, and choice. That's, and that's why they're not committing to anything, is that they want to see how this pans yeah, out. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll see on that one. Sorry, I keep going back to this because it's just a Hall of Fame tight end. Yeah, let's go back to that. Um, let me ask you this. So let's say they know this last night. You take, you take Hurst at 19? No. S somebody mocked Hayden Hurst to the Cowboys Daniel Jeremiah. Daniel Jeremiah. Did, 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 did he know that he No, has... not last night. It was a... Wasn't it a while ago? Was it? Okay. It wasn't like his latest one. Oh. Does he know that the guy has a thickening heart condition that could end his career? Hayden Hurst? Yes. You're thinking any... of Maurice Hurst. This guy's yeah, got yeah, the yips. Yeah, oh, yeah, I got it's... the wrong Hurst? Yeah. 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 Is his Sorry. name not Hurst? You know what? Hayden Hurst is the one who had the yips in baseball. Oh, he did? And he switched to football. But I had the right guy, right? No, Maurice Maurice Hurst, Hurst is a D, a D tackle, tackle from Michigan. Oh, with oh. the heart thing. Yes. Same last name. Okay. I mean, Kent, Kent is the, has produced well, a good Kent can host his own draft show if you want to. <laughs> um, no, Hay Hayden Hurst, South Carolina. That's the guy I'm talking about yeah. here. Who went, I think, a few picks later. Um, I don't even know where he went. I, we, I we lost started, track. We started Ravens, doing, I think. I can, I can tell you. We went all over the place doing doing stuff. Um but my point is, do you take the best tight end in the draft if you if you think that your all world tight end is going to retire? That's why I don't get this. Jason Tennessee Witten, took him at. 20. I know the timing strange. Jason Witten has been just the ultimate Dallas Cowboy. 
and I, I don't know. I didn't cover uh, Bob Lilly. Mickey, uh, I'm just kidding. Um, Ha-ha. I didn't cover Bob Lilly. Mr. Cowboy, Jason Witten has got to be everything that Bob Lilly was for them back then that he, for the Cowboys now. It just doesn't make sense to do this, to make this announcement now, unless there's something else going on. That's why I'm wondering, and I don't know this, and we don't know that it's officially going to happen yet, but I'm just saying, do you wake up at one day and, and say, look, I... I owe it to him to tell him now. I don't. I don't think I can do this another year. Maybe. Maybe that's the case. We'll. We'll find out. Sometimes right? you get made an offer you can't refuse. Could be that. You know. And that guy was taken at twenty five. They wouldn't have taken a tight end in the first round. Well, I it mean, still gives them time to address sure? it. I mean, like knowing that your that your starter that you've you've had for fifteen years exactly has been is no longer there. I mean. You're trying to fill a hole. You're trying yeah. to fill a void there, and even though I would, even with that, I would still put linebacker at the top, and then I not very far behind. I, if there's no Jason Witten, I put not, tight end. I'm not arguing with you because I think in this particular case, based off the fact that Hurst is a guy that just kind of moved up the board quickly, yeah. but he wasn't just this all world like no brainer. Like you got to get this guy. Yeah. You know, I think if in, in years past there has been those stud tight ends. And, and that might that might have changed things a little bit, but wow, it's been an explosive uh, fifty minutes here. <sighs> Any final thoughts before we get out? Cowboys of here? covering the Cowboys like the Texas weather, right? Mm-hmm. Don't like it. Just wait an hour, something will happen. That's Guys, right. I mean, I, and I'm I'm a little embarrassed. I mean, like I I didn't have this one. I didn't I didn't know this was coming. I couldn't sit here and say, you know what? I'd heard that. I, this really kind of took me by surprise. So I. Maybe I had should have had my eyes open a little bit more, but I you know I don't think any of us did. Yeah, and uh, and again, I think like you said, I think it goes to the timing. You know, you get into the draft, you think, okay, he's yeah, you got him he, for another year, and address needs elsewhere. And it didn't look like they brought a tight end in for that's and that was my question. Thirty, yeah. So that to me, that lends yourself to think, all right, it wasn't something they were preparing for, at least not the uh, short term. So yeah, and, and you know, Stephen answered the question on Tuesday, right? He goes, "If it, he said something, if Jason Witten wants to play, I'm not betting against him." No, and he told us that uh, in Orlando at the end of the month, Kent, you were with me there. He said, uh, "No, we, they have not had any indication that he wouldn't be back in 2018." Jason Garrett said the same thing. So, how much of this has to do with ESPN? Maybe just saying we want you now. We're looking to fill this void if. It's going to be filled this year for the next five years. Now's your chance, kind of a thing. It could be. I just I wouldn't think they could big boy him like that. I mean, you know, you, you're playing, you're a football player, and you, you decide when you. I mean, I don't think it's going. Would it go away? Would that opportunity go away next year? Well, unless Monday night, kind football. of in the back of his mind, this has kind yeah. of been there lingering, and then they just put you over the top by saying, "Oh, well." About pay you what you're making to play football. Maybe he talked a little with, I hate to say this, but with Tony about that transition. It's the exact same thing, you know? Yeah. Like I mean, moving on to the broadcast booth in yeah, a Tony graceful had, manner. Tony had years left. You're right. I mean, Witten's got some years left. He could still play, still play at a high level. I mean, he made the Pro Bowls last year. It's not like he, you know, he, he's embarrassing himself. Yeah, because the other three guys that played 15 years, they were done. They were done, yeah. They were definitely Bill Bates, done. Ed Jones, and, and, and uh, Mark Tuanay. Well, reports are it is pending a final discussion with Jerry Jones, so we'll see what comes out of it. That's the big potential breaking news coming out of day two of the NFL draft. Does that mean we have another press conference today? That, Kent, I was going to ask you on that one as well. So draft show at one, is that still going? We're going at twelve thirty to one fifteen, and then making way for Van Der Esch to come in here and do his press conference. And, but yeah, that's at two and p.m. Think, Central. Pending I, any other news, I think the Van Der Esch press conference is going to be like, "Hey, nice to have you here, um, Jerry. Can you talk about Jason?" Right, Rudy? right. He's gonna. <laughs> it's that's going to be a strange. That's going to be a strange one. They, they're going to have to address this. Stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned to the yeah. website. Stay tuned to the mobile app and 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 everything. We're gonna we'll do the best we can to cover this and of course the the, the draft and everything that's happening We're with the Cowboys. Or any other bombs that might be dropped on us? Yes. Thank you for joining us. For Nick. For Mick. For Kent Garrison. This has been the Talking Cowboys break. We'll have a lot more coverage today. Stay tuned to DallasCowboys.com and Dallas Cowboys Mobile. Thanks.